Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on an area such as marketing, sales, innovation or funding. That is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players, where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. So today I'm here with Ryan, who's based in the UK in Lincoln, and we're going to be talking today about how to take your idea to building membership systems. Before we go deep into our interesting topic, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. Um, so like you rightly said, I'm I'm based in the UK, I'm based in a place called Lincoln, and um, just so the listeners know a little bit about me. I eat way too much peanut butter. I'm a big, big fan of my cats. Uh, I've recently just had a baby daughter and um, I am absolutely besotted with that uh, that little baby now. She is probably my favourite human being in the world, even over Stephen Gerrard, which is a big shout for me. But um, I've been able to build an amazing life by building up my own membership, you know, taking my idea, my knowledge on a topic and turning that into a business that enables me to have a great life. So, yeah, that's me. That's cool, because uh, <coughs> I've got as well a daughter. She's now eight, so <laughs> I can imagine how uh, how interesting the time will be for you in the next uh, few years, especially daughters are a bit different than boys, so it's uh, always quite interesting to have different ideas to different interests. Yeah, um, I'm dreading the day, you know, she brings a boy home already. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah, so um, membership systems are so important nowadays, especially when you think of pandemic and everything um, going upside down, people not being able to attend. And when I think before even the pandemic, I was using as well uh, membership systems uh, and combining them with the CRM and everything and in different countries and that. And software and hardware are not always the key thing that makes you win. I think it's more or less the strategies and how you build the, the stuff, the, the, the content. How, so what's your philosophy on that? Well, for me, it's all about the community. And I think we've, we've all noticed that now, especially over the pandemic. You know, We're not going to get into the whole talking about COVID too much, but it's, it's made such a difference in the world that people actually strive that connection and online communities have boomed because of that. But... I've been seeing online communities booming for years. Like the pandemic has just moved that shift forward five or 10 years. So at the, at the very core of your membership needs to be a solid community. 
And that's a place where like-minded individuals can get together. So it doesn't matter what niche you're in, if you're a founder or a coach or a consultant, you know, you can create a community based around your interests. I've seen memberships about cat training, about dog training, about Pokemon cards, about like flowers, about flower arranging, about tree care, running, triathlon, whatever it may be. The, the internet now, with all the tech and everything that we have at our disposal, has enabled us to find our people, people that understand us, and that we can have conversations that we don't always get to have. So at the very, very core of your of your membership needs to be a community, and that can be very, very simple and straightforward to set up. Absolutely. When you think of it, with all the different communities and topics that people have, whether it's sailing or... Uh, Gardening and other stuff. When you think, especially in the UK, gardening is a big thing. I remember always my grandfather <laughs> used to have his glass house in the back. He, he used to have too many, too much fruit that he, he had to distribute to the neighbors, everything, because they just couldn't cook it or even yeah, <laughs> make out of it jam. It's too much. Yeah, I have like eight apple trees in my garden and there's so oh. many apples. So if you like apples, I could definitely send you some nice apples. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We could use that, especially when you look now out of the window with the weather. It's just appalling. It's raining. It's raining. Cats and dogs, but yeah. And so, uh, uh, as you say, I suppose you have, of course, one area you, where you um, supply some kind of knowledge and other area where the people can exchange questions, ideas, mm. get together. Yeah, definitely. That's what that's the best sort of combination for a membership. And if anyone is thinking about building one or creating one i'd say you know take take all the questions and everything that people are asking you and, and what you solve and then you can put that into your content so for example if you're a if you're a course creator or a coach freelancer you work one-on-one -on -one with clients you'll find that a lot of the time you're answering the same question you're giving the same information you're helping the same types of people solve the same types of problems and you might find that You're doing that and working quite a lot because you're one-to-one. -one. With a membership, it allows you to switch that up and do one-to-many and then create this community as well. So if you're a coach and you teach, for example, Facebook ads, you might be working one-on-one -on -one with clients to teach them through their Facebook ads. Well, a lot of the times you're probably doing the same thing again and again and again, like setting up their Facebook ads, teaching them how to create a Facebook ad, showing them how to create a a nice ad and a nice image for that well you can put all of that inside of a membership and then charge people to get access to that and then you can create a community as well so other people can help other people and then you can come into that community so now instead of you know working 40 50 60 hours a week and always pitching for work you can actually have some more recurring revenue and you can help those people better and you can also get more freedom back for yourself Exactly, because you've got them at hand and they can as well directly ask you questions. And um, there's so many cross-selling that you can then as well do, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, that's another one of the great things. If you look at you know, the customer journey, the reason people buy things is that they want to solve a problem. They don't care about you. It's They care about themselves. People are fundamentally motivated by their own self-interest. So they want to solve a problem. If your product solves a problem, great. but Most of the time, your product will solve that problem. And then there's that next step. A membership's great because it allows you to solve that first problem 
And then the next problem you can solve as well because you've built up this no like, and trust factor. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about giving maximum, maximum value to your members. Now, if you are a coach or a consultant and you can impact more people's lives and then you can work closely with like the top 5% of those people, that's going to make everything better for you. You're providing more value for the world and your clients. And then you're also able to upsell towards other products. And that can come in the form of many different ways. Exactly. Like with the garden, you can not only <coughs> sell seeds, you can offer other tools or even uh, do, um, let's say, cross-selling with other companies who maybe produce something and you can get some special discounts and so on. You can buy maybe a big quantity of something that you anyway need for your gardening and then you use that as well. Or in another context, somebody, let's say a membership system for uh, people who are fans of Harley Davidson. Yep. And then of course they'll need certain kind of parts. Somebody who has a Honda doesn't need these parts, but uh, if there's a Honda community, they'll need Honda parts as well. Yeah, and I think as well, if if you aren't thinking about a membership and you just sell you know, direct to consumer, I think create, thinking about creating a membership around your product is probably one of the best ways to get repeat transactions. You know, they're so much wasted real estate online. You know, people don't use thank you pages very well. People don't use email sequences very well. They don't have a community. If you can create and harness a community, you know, use your thank you page, get people excited, tell them that you've got a Facebook group or a, a circle, uh, which is a, a tech, a piece of tech that creates a forum for you. Create this community, even if it's just very, very like small price or free to start with. If you harness this community, you will be able to then upsell to generate more sales for your business and also find out more about your customer and then eventually build a membership into that. You know, it's 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 just creating that, increasing that lifetime value of your customers. Yeah, and of course, at the same time, speaking of platforms like Facebook, not everybody wants to be in Facebook. When you look at the trends are moving, if you are able, of course, to have a membership system where you have maybe some kind of better control about uh, what's happening in the system, you can decide what happens. And um, everybody who doesn't want to be in Facebook or doesn't want to be in LinkedIn and so on and so on, they can find. Because otherwise, you do it in LinkedIn, not everybody wants to go in LinkedIn. And vice versa. So having your own platform maybe is even better. Or what's your experience from from what's happening there as well, how the acceptance as well with the end user? Yeah, I mean for me, I want to I want to own the 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 sort of platform that I'm using. So I'm a big fan of you know use building the platform on your own on mm. your own land in effect. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of putting my membership inside of a Facebook group. You know, for some people it's that's what they want to do or they want to use that to get started great but for me i want my i want to own that asset i don't want to build my business on rented land and then for some reason facebook comes and shuts that group down and then all of a sudden i don't have that asset anymore i want to be able to control that asset um, so i think it's great if you're starting out uh, and you just want to test your idea, maybe until it gets to a certain point. I have done that myself just to see if it's viable because then it's, you know, a Facebook group is free. You can test it out. You can see if it's viable and if it's worth spending your time 
and then you can quickly move it to a more paid sort of platform. But there's so many out there as well that make it really, really easy. You know, I mentioned um, Circle. Circle is a really, really easy to use platform. You can just set it up within an afternoon um, and just go with it. It's like a, it's like less than $100 a month and it can handle all of your forum. You can even put your content in there as well. So it's really easy to use as an app as well. And I found that, especially recently, engagement seems to have dropped on Facebook groups. And this is what I'm hearing from my members and the people that I train and teach on memberships, that some of them had free Facebook groups, which were quite large, and they started to see that engagement drop. Other people were creating Facebook pop-up groups, you know, for challenges and various different bits where, you know, they would run a challenge for three, four, five days to promote their membership. And then the engagement has dropped so much on the Facebook group that their results have changed. So, Yeah, I agree on that because uh, when you look at it, so many people as well with the pandemic, they exited Facebook and all these other platforms just because there was so much garbage being posted <coughs> on it and so much negativity that people then say, I don't want this and, and then go out. On contrast, you see, everybody is running into LinkedIn at the moment. Even people who used to always be very regionally focused and thought, well, Xing is okay. That's what I need. OpenBC, as it used to be called, that's fine. But everybody is going, even uh, politicians, CEOs of large corporate companies and so on. Uh, Elon Musk isn't that much on it, but uh, for instance, the, the CEO of Volkswagen is there. You've got uh, even top-level CEOs. Uh, Richard Branson is on there as well, active, and many, many other people there. So they are no longer really active on Facebook. Everybody's going out. Either they're going completely offline or into some kind of other platform, or they go directly into LinkedIn. Because it, Clubhouse doesn't really s seem to be really that appealing. At the first, you think, okay, and then yeah. you notice, no, no, there must be something else. It, that's not quite the right thing for the next 10 years ahead of us. Yeah, I agree there. And I think I think it goes back to, it, I don't think the social media matters. I think you need to fish where the fish are. So you need to do a deep dive of where your audience hangs out. That might be LinkedIn, that might be Facebook, that might be Twitter, that might be Instagram. And then focus your efforts and your energy on that platform because What I find, and one of the things that I work with with my members on is actually simplifying their business. A lot of the time they'll come to me and say, I'm posting on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Facebook, and everything. And I go, okay, well, you just need to 80-20 that. We need to find out what is the most effective platform for you. Where are you getting the biggest results? Because there's no point just posting on one platform because everybody is you think is going to that platform. It's about taking the time to understand your customer, where they hang out, why they hang out on that platform, and then you putting your efforts and energies into that platform. It might be that LinkedIn is where your ideal customer is hanging out. Great. Okay, well, then if you put your efforts and energy into getting better on LinkedIn, you're going to approach and get so many more approaches because you're focusing where your audience is instead of trying to master all of the different sort of social medias yeah and then you can always direct them eventually to your own platform where you've got your membership system a hundred percent and i think 
everybody should be building an email list. I was at a, an event, gosh, when it, uh, you know, the first few weeks of 2020 when we thought all was going to be okay and we didn't know anything about COVID. And somebody asked me, um, it was a marketing presentation, they asked me what platform I was going to be focusing on. You know, was it Facebook, social, um, Instagram, YouTube, etc.? And I said, none of them. It was my email list because mm-hmm. if you build a list of emails, then you can give something for value in exchange for an email address, but you can actually build a relationship with your email list. That's going to serve you so much better than having 100,000 followers on Instagram or you know having massive reach on Facebook or TikTok, etc. You know, I don't care what anyone says. An email list is still very, very powerful and you know, you're in somebody's inbox. That's very, very personal. And, you know, to the people that say, oh, no, it's not, would you want to share your inbox, like, online? Would you show your inbox online, all of the things you're subscribed to, all of the emails you you get? You probably wouldn't. So to be able to have that and build that relationship with your potential customers, I think is is paramount to your business. Yeah, and so many people are as well, uh, of course, asking surely the question, hmm, okay, uh, I can't go and start scraping emails. At least that's what you shouldn't be doing if you don't want to be a spammer. It will kill you quite quickly. I I get this as well often. I get suddenly all these uh, newsletters and I think, Hmm. I didn't sign up for this and this <laughs> definitely no 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 uh, I sign up for very few stuff usually because I just don't like reading newsletters uh, but I have like two or three that I do get and I really take the time to read otherwise I ignore and and that's the thing because then you can of course you unsubscribe eventually you set your systems to block the emails if they try it again and then you okay you you completely block the system but uh, as you say People have to know as well, how do I build an email list with the people? How do I get the people actually to give me the email address in the first place? So I suppose they have to have some kind of value there that they say, I want to be part of this membership system or at least somehow be up to date what's on offer so that I eventually maybe become a member. Because do you have then two different kind of lists? One is member and non-member? Yeah, so for me, I use Active Campaign, and I I base everything around tags and and various different actions based upon tags. So if we just if we sort of take a step to the side of that, and I'll sort of detail how you could build your email list and how I use mine. So if you first and foremost think about the email lists that you rush to open and the emails that you rush to open, next time you do that, just question why you open that email. Because that's going to give you some really, really good insight of how you can actually build your email list. You know, do you open that email because people don't pitch at you all the time? You know, at some point you you know you're going to get pitched, but do they just provide massive value? Do they talk to you in a certain tone? You know, start to break down why you opened that email. Ask yourself what about that headline made you want to open that email because. If you start doing this, and if you also go to websites like Medium and all other news websites, just scroll through and start looking at the news stories that pull out to you, you know, that make you want to read them. And just take a step back and look at the headline and go, why did I want to click that? Because if you can break that headline down, it will go so much further to teaching you how you can build 
really good value and relationships with your email list. Now, also, what I say with people building an email list is actually give value, tell stories. People love stories. So think about stories that you can share and think about action items that you can give people. So what's the moral of the story? What action item can they get that they can put into their lives that make a big difference? You know, if you're using the word email blast and blasting out to your list, you've got it so wrong. It's about a relationship with your list. You know, talk to your list as if you were texting, go for coffee, use your natural tone with them. So that's the kind of emails that you can produce. Now, in exchange to get people on your email list, you need something of value. So what is the, the quickest win? What is something that you can give your audience, your you know, your ideal customer, something that they can use straight away, really, really quickly inside of their business or their life that gets them a win. That's really, really great value that actually you probably should charge for that. So for example, for me, I give away 365 days of content post ideas, of engagement post ideas for people to use inside of their membership. So if you've got that, you don't need to think about posts for your membership for a whole year, and then you can do that again the next year. I should charge for that, but I give that in exchange for people's email address. So then once you've identified that, then you can you can put that just on a very simple page. People can then sign up to that. So that's of how to build an email list and then how to do the emails. How I do that is I have I have one main list and then it, various emails go out to different people. So Initially, you download my 365 days of engagement post ideas, and then I start to talk to you. The, the thing for me there is I give you this freebie, and then the emails that I'm giving you after that are all about me getting you the result that was promised because I'm not going to pitch to you straight away. My first goal is to get you the result that was promised. I promise to give you more engagement in your membership. If not, you can contact me and I will personally help you for free in the emails. That's that's the sequence that I use. And then from there, the next step for me is to do a strategy call because I don't want everybody to join the membership. I only want people to join the membership if it's right for them. So I've given you massive value with my engagement post for free. I've then given you a series of emails. The whole sole goal of that is for me to identify a couple of things. It's to help you. It's to give you some more resources that I have. So I have a podcast as well. I want more people to listen to that podcast. So I give you an episode that's linked to the freebie as a podcast episode in an email. And then the next series of emails is all about getting that result and solidifying that and helping you if you are struggling. And then from there, I invite you to join a free game plan session where we'll just jump on a call very similar to this. And I'll just, I won't, I won't pitch at you, just say, what do you want to build or what have you built and, you know, where are you stuck? And then I'll go from there. And then at that point, we'll get, we'll get rolling and we'll see if we can actually work together. And then if we can, then I'll invite you to join the membership. Then you'd get tagged as the active member. So you wouldn't have any other sort of uh, emails promoting anything else that I've got going on because you get everything in the membership. You'd only get the emails for the membership then, which is to highlight the content inside of the membership, which is to tell you the details about the weekly group coaching call and other resources that I think are going to help you as a member. Then what I do 
with the rest of the list if they have bought or they haven't bought is I just carry on building a relationship. You know, I will email out on a Monday, for example, just emailed out this last Monday, yesterday, and said, what are you working on this week? What's stopping you from achieving your goals? And people respond to me and say, I need help with this, this, and this. Then I can direct them to various different resources that I've got or that I know of to help them get the result. Because for me, I just want to build value. And everything, everything is Googleable. Like you can Google anything and find the answer to it. People want that speed, which is why they, they want speed and accountability, which is why they pay people for, for services. So I just want to help people and, and speed up that process for them and give them great value and build that relationship. And then I email out about my podcast. So when I produce an episode weekly, I'll email that out. Um, and that's how I use my email list and how you can build an email list. Cool. So that really gets them as well to understand as well how to build it, how to understand as well, I suppose, uh, how to create the, the membership uh, marketing part of it. As you said, you have to have proper sequence of emails and all these things. And as well, how to maybe arrange the content as well inside because some are maybe just exchanging, some are maybe doing live coaching and others are maybe providing some online training, self-paced maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can put whatever you want inside of a membership. That's one of the things that people always ask me is, yeah, but what can I put inside of a membership? It's whatever you want. Like, what are people asking you, and how can you solve that problem for them? You know. And then also, I think that it's really, really important to know that when you're building a membership, you can build it on your terms. So, if you If you don't want to be in that membership all day, every day, you don't have to be. And I would advise that. You know, you don't want to overwhelm your members, which is one of the things that a lot of people when they first come to memberships do because they just try and give everything to their members, which is great, but they overwhelm their members and then they leave. So I would say, you know, be very, very strategic and think about what people actually want and how you're going to do that. So is that going to be just a weekly group coaching call? Is that going to be content and then just stick to sort of one or two things? Are you going to do a monthly challenge? If you own a copywriting membership, for example, you might say, as a group, we're going to write 10,000 words collectively this month. And then the first week of that month is all about training on how to write and what the challenge is. And then the next three weeks are about supporting people through that. You know, you just, it's about understanding the customer and what they need and what they want. And that comes from what people are asking. And if people are, people are struggling, if they're listening to this going, but I don't know what my ideal customer is actually asking. I would say to them, there's so much gold in YouTube comments that you could literally build a business from YouTube comments. If you go to who you deem as your competitors, if you go to videos and then search by most popular, look at their top three videos, open them in separate tabs, mute the video, you don't have to listen to it, just scroll down and look at the comments. People are asking questions in the comments because, again, they're fundamentally motivated by their own self-interest. They want answers to the questions, so they're asking questions. Now, you can create a membership just based off that alone. That would give you all of the content that you're probably ever going to need for your membership. You could then package that together in a 
however you want it. Do you want to drip the content out? Do you want to give all the content and then do a weekly coaching call? Or do you want to do a weekly Q&A where you help them answer the questions that they're stuck on? Or, or do you just want to do it as a forum? It really, really is up to you. Yeah, definitely. And, and when you think of it, there have then so many possibilities to build a membership system, expand it, offer cross-selling and all these other kind of things. And uh, yeah, and I suppose as well, it doesn't matter in which country you are, or you can have your members can be from anywhere around the world. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I have members from all over the world, and that's the beautiful thing for me because I can then help lots of different people in different countries, and I I'm not worried about time zones, and I'm not worried about you know if I based in the UK, a lot of my members are American. If I was Uh, just solely working one-on-one -on -one with people for me to deliver on my promise I would have to be working later in the day and later into the night now I don't want to do that I have a, a newborn baby I want to spend time with the wife and the, the family and the cats and I also want to watch Liverpool so I'm not going to be able to do that but I can still provide that maximum amount of value inside of a membership so it works really really well Yeah, and uh, yeah, that ensures that it's easy as well for others to replicate as well the kind of system when they understand uh, how to do this. They can have this as well instead of being around the clock, um, <laughs> trying to uh, feel jet lagged, trying to make everybody happy. You can't do everybody, um, offer a service where everybody's happy. You have to focus on your ideal members. As you said before, as well, your call that you have before, make sure that you don't. Um, sign up people who are actually not going to be successful in that and might be even unhappy and create problems that are actually unnecessary. Yeah, 100%. And that's one of the takeaways that I'd love everybody, you know, listening to this to go, anyone can do this. You know, I am nothing special. I had a passion for a certain niche and I built a membership based around that and I built that up and built that up over 10 years. And now that skill has enabled me to help other people build their memberships in some absolutely insane niches. I would never write any idea off because I've seen ideas succeed in so many different topics, so many different niches that you can build whatever you want. And it isn't actually that difficult you just need to put in a little bit of work and you can get to where you want to get to yes so it was great having you here on the show ryan um if want to if people want to connect with you find out more about what you're offering and that how can they get in touch with you yeah thank you very much for having me it was a lot of fun to to talk to you and get to know you before we We hit record as well. So, um, yeah, if people want to find out more about me, they can email me, ryan at themembershipmastery.com. They can listen to the podcast. It's The Membership Mastery on all of your major platforms. And if you want those 365 days of engagement posts, if you go to themembershipmastery.com, you'll be able to find it on there. If you scroll down the page, there's three sections, engagement, growth, and retention. You'll be able to get those for free there. And I hope that if you are thinking about membership and you're stuck, just reach out to me. I am more than happy to help anybody. Just let me know you came from this show. Um, and yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's awesome. So 
Have a great week, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon again. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of the ultimate guide on content marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years. It also got me contracts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients. And that even included international clients from all around the world. The link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow.prmediareach.com. That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle CAPBarge. That's spelled Charlie Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. Yes, that is CAPBarge. Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel.